This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Wednesday, April 13th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Downey. The fiscal 2017 appropriations process takes a few steps further today as House subcommittees mark up the agriculture and energy and water spending bills and the Senate subcommittee considers its energy and water bill. The House Agriculture Bill contains $21.3 billion in discretionary funding, a $451 million reduction from this year and $281 million less than what the Obama administration requested. But the House is proposing spending increases for energy and water. Despite the overall cut for agriculture spending in the House bill, it would actually boost spending in select areas, including for the FDA's implementation of the Food Safety Modernization Act and for rural development programs at the USDA. A key provision in the House proposal for energy and water spending brings back a rider to block the WOTUS rule and also includes a controversial provision to help drought-stricken California farmers. In the meantime, on the Senate side of Capitol Hill, Majority Leader Mitch McConnell said the energy water spending bill will be on the Senate floor next week. Senator Jerry Moran, chairman of the Appropriations Subcommittee on Agriculture, said the farm spending bill will be marked up by the end of the month. For more details, see AgriPulse Weekly e-newsletter. It'll be out later today. Senator Roberts is pessimistic on the CFTC reauthorization. The Senate Agriculture Committee convenes tomorrow to take up the long-delayed reauthorization of the Commodity Futures Trading Commission. AgriPulse's Phil Brasher reports Republican Chairman Pat Roberts is already pessimistic. Roberts said that he and Senator Debbie Stabenow, the ranking member on the committee, are paddling in different directions right now. Stabenow said on Monday the reauthorization bill would not be able to pass the Senate. Roberts then responded, it may not. We're going to have a markup, and we may get a couple of votes on the other side of the aisle, and we'll see if the Senate, in its infinite wisdom, will continue the march just as they have done with the GMO thing, or, pardon me, agriculture biotechnology. Chairman of the Commodity Futures Trading Commission, Timothy Massad, told AgriPulse on Tuesday he isn't prepared to take sides and is just hopeful progress can be made. Massad said, quote, let me just say on reauthorization, I'm pleased that the process is moving forward. I think it's good. I'll just have to wait and see where the committee lands, and then we'll go from there. The TPP battle is heating up. The war of words over the Trans-Pacific Partnership, the centerpiece of trade policy and Barack Obama's presidency, continues today, a teleconference hosted by the National Cattlemen's Beef Association. NCBA Vice President Kevin Kester is expected to cover the basis on why the 12-nation trade pact represents such a boon for exports of U.S. beef and other farm commodities. U.S. Trade Representative Michael Froman will join him for the past TPP conference call. It's just another round of a battle that began this week with a letter sent to Congress on Monday from more than 200 farm groups and food companies urging lawmakers to disregard the anti-trade pact rhetoric on the presidential campaign trail and ratify the deal. The American Farm Bureau Federation says it will increase net farm income by $4.4 billion annually by reducing tariffs on U.S. agriculture exports. On the other side of the battle are groups like Oxfarm America and Public Citizen, who, along with 48 others, signed on to a letter to Congress on Tuesday to beseech lawmakers not to approve TPP. The PAC, they said, provides far too much protection for large pharmaceutical companies, allowing them to keep prices high for medical drugs. 
Senators Moran and Ernst have pinned a bill to cut taxes on ag students. Senators Jerry Moran, a Republican of Kansas, and Joni Ernst, a Republican of Iowa, want to take some of the tax burden off young agriculture students. Together, they introduced this week the Agriculture Students Earn Act, or S-2774. It would exclude the first $5,000 of gross agriculture income from being taxed by the IRS. Moran said... For agriculture and for our rural way of life to thrive, it's essential for a new generation of young people to return to rural America to live, work, and raise their families. Our policies, including the tax code, should encourage this goal by fostering student interest in pursuing a career in agriculture. And I'm proud to have Senator Ernst join me in introducing the Agriculture Students Earn Act. Chairman Conaway is demanding answers on EPA funds used for an advocacy campaign. House Agriculture Committee Chairman Mike Conaway is demanding answers from the EPA on its involvement in a campaign against water pollution that the Texas lawmaker says attacked farmers. The EPA, he said, entered into a $3 million cooperative agreement with the Northwest Indian Fisheries Commission, which ran a campaign against farmers and ranchers in Washington State with billboards and a website. Conway said, while this advocacy campaign is troubling, we are even more concerned that it appears to be part of a broader pattern of mismanagement of federal funds at EPA. Here's today's He Said It. Have her campaign on that. I'm for more user fees for end users out there in farm country. That's Senate Agriculture Committee Chairman Pat Roberts expressing frustration with Ranking Member Debbie Stabenow over her insistence on imposing new user fees to increase funding for the CFTC. Well, that's Daybreak for this Wednesday, April 13th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by McLeod, Watkinson & Miller, America's most experienced law firm in agricultural and derivatives law, and by the United Soybean Board. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Daly.